Hey shit talkers, welcome back to part 2. If you haven't yet checked that part 1, please do so before continuing with part 2. Otherwise, enjoy. They are going to be the most creative generation ever. They're using AI. Will they will they really be considered being creative and for us who are already creative and we start using AI and depending end up depending on it. Will we lose our creative, the heart? Because at the end of the day, the human has a heart. AI, just as you said, it's a robot. Even when you tried to give it a message uh, for it to transform, it still wasn't as empathetic. So, you know, whenever we write no, no, it was it was fully empathetic. Um, Tweaks to be a little bit details. Ah, uh, gotcha. But no, um, it, when I... When I Basically, when I stopped using it is where the problems began. Um, <laughs> so, so anytime, so I'm going to assume that anytime you've been empathetic, you've used AI. I'm going to need one day to pick a fight from you and see how you transform a message, an oh, empathetic uh, message. But I don't even know how to pick a fight with you, man. I, I'm going to need to start researching on Steve. I'm going to go on AI and put in your full details and be like, Give me all the information about Stephen, uh, so that I can find a way to pick a fight and see how your empathetic messages from AI come about. But yeah. oh, man. Um, that that would be fairly interesting. Like I've, <laughs> um, you know, just just give me talking about religion or politics. And, I uh, hate, and we and have those some are very the, interesting conversations. And those I are the two. Facts. And those are the two <laughs> topics I really hate talking about because I believe everybody it, it just leads to argument and hating each other because everybody is allowed to feel how they are feeling in that. And by you being a robot, because I'm going to call Stephen a robot because he doesn't have emotions. So I don't think you you are the right person for me to have this conversation with because you're going to be bringing facts and most people, when they come into politics or religion, they're coming with heart. <laughs> but it, it shouldn't be that way. It should I mean, not be that way. Like we should be able to talk about you know, religion at the dinner table, have a disagreement over it and, you know, be able to, you know, disagree to agree, agree to disagree. I call it agree to well, disagree just because you well, believe and, that and you say that. And cause at the end of the day, I can learn something new because when, when people are so attached in what they believe, because they're going with it in the heart, they are very hard to hear other op- opinions about it. I'm very open-minded. And that's why my episode, I even say people like, it's okay to agree to disagree. Like I bring on people who I disagree with their choices. And, 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 and I'll give an example. When Trump was running, right? Mm-hmm. I had friends who voted for Trump. I was dating a white boy at that time who voted for Trump. And my family was like, fuck no. <laughs> and I was like, but he uh, has his reasons because I talked to him like why did you vote and he gave me his reasons and his reasons were very re- reasonable it's not like he liked Trump but his reason he was looking at his reasons as a businessman 
which made sense to him. So, and, and I tell people oh, yeah. at the end of the day, um, I like to have conversations with people who are opposite me because even if at the end of the day, I still don't agree with it, I'm still going to learn something. You're still going to teach me something. I might say, oh, I get your point. I get why you did it, but I'm still not fucking with, but I get it. And Wait, that's okay. But I, most people like to be like, oh, you did this. Fuck you. I'm canceling you. But that's not life. You just can't cancel people or just because people didn't go your way or didn't agree with you. If you if you stay open-minded, you will learn something. Even if you leave at that table and say, you know what? I'm still sticking to what I believe in, but thank you because I learned a few things. Because when you listen to an opposite mind, you're always learning something because when you're sticking to your side, you're so close-minded. Like, you don't want to hear... And See, I disagree to understand. Like, I, I will disagree with people. Sometimes I've, like, I have disagreed with people even though I believe the same thing as them. Just to see why they... Just to... They... Yeah. Because one of the things that I've always said is, you know, I... If I'm wrong, I want to know. But then who says you are actually wrong? Who defines what is wrong and right? And I, I'm a person who be... I, I'm a person who likes making people uncomfortable. <laughs> see, see. I, I would, didn't get uh, that from you at all. Of course, uh, really comfortable around you. Well, I, I still kind of dragged you around, and probably to some people that would have been uncomfortable, especially if you're an introvert. Oh, but probably. I was just like, let's go here, let's go here, let's, you know. But I was, I, I was, I've had a really <laughs> crazy life, so exactly. you, you seem but, normal to me. Because I love how my podcast always ends up drifting in all different aspects and bringing back people by its own knowledge. So what would you say are the pros and cons for AI? So the pro of using AI, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to do it on three levels. Okay. As long as you're not choosing, you're not asking AI to tell you the pros and cons. As long as... (laughs) No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, so the so I would say the pros on a personal level is, you know, you are going to be able to use this technology to create things. Um, if you are already really good at creating things, if you're already a creative person you're going to be using, be able to use this technology remarkably well. Every amazing AI artist that I know of, um, they have some background in art. They either have some background in art or they have some background in technology. And the ones who have a background in art use their art skills to do better than basically everyone else around them. The ones with the background in technology they have to work like 10 times harder <laughs> to get the same results. Um, so it's really fantastic in that way, right? So you're going to be able to write, you're going to be able to create images, videos, all this different stuff that you would have never been able to create. You're going to be able to tell stories. You're going to be able to not piss people off. You're going to be able to express your emotions. 
I have a series of art pieces that I call emotional self-portraits, right? Where I'm not able to tell, like I can't articulate what I am feeling, but I can create an image that perfectly captures it. Of course you can. Now, from a business and work perspective, like as a worker um, and as a business, you know, this is going to increase efficiency, like massively increase efficiencies. You know, and lower your costs. And lower costs. Um, and, you know, it is going to allow solopreneurs and very small teams to do really amazing stuff. Um, everything from create absolutely enormous amounts of content. And right now, as we speak, there is not a good way to detect this type of content. Um, OpenAI's tool that they've released is the best on the market. It can detect it about 26% of the time. Oh. Yeah. So the businesses are going to be able to use this to do absolutely incredible things. Big businesses are going to be leveraging it for things like, you know, when you call up and you're talking to uh, a customer service representative, that might not be an actual customer service representative. Oh, I know. My job right now, we have an AI kind of machine that answers. And then when the call comes to me and they're like, why do I got to repeat all this? I already gave it to you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, in terms of things like marketing, in terms of things like content creation, social media, all that stuff, businesses are going to be able to do that in a way that they've never been able to do before. It's going to allow us to create content and connect with our customers in a very deep and personalized way. Um, from a societal standpoint, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword because and a, a double-edged sword, right? The problem with a double-edged sword is that, um, you know, if you slash it like one way and then the other, and like, as you pull back, you also have a slashing ability, right? So in combat, it's very useful. But also in combat, if you have to defend, then you have a blade pointed directly at you. And that is the peril of a double-edged sword. So from an offensive perspective, it's one of the best tools that you can have. From a defensive perspective, it's very dangerous. So in terms of offense, in terms of pushing things forward, creating new things, pu pushing forward profit margins, creating new intellectual <laughs> property and just really creating things. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, the danger is not in the creating, it's in the knowing, it's in the social fabric, it's in how we connect with one another. Because one of the things that the U S does, um, 
is run disinformation campaigns in governments and countries that they are attempting to destabilize. And we got pretty upset when it was done to us. And they do that because when people are confused, they can't make decisions well. Sometimes they can't even make decisions. And when they are confused and angry and ashamed and, uh, you know, feeling like they're being attacked, it makes them more susceptible to the absolute worst of humanity. So the double-edged sword is we could bring, we could use this technology to bring out the absolute best in humanity. We could also use this technology to bring out the absolute worst. And there are lawsuits that are going on right now for AI art. Personally, I think that's a great thing, even though I'm an AI artist. There is discussions in the US, discussions in Europe, discussions in countries in Southeast Asia about you know, how are we going to be handling these? How are we going to be handling these artificial intelligences? And there's even like a discussion in the European Union as to, you know, was the social, was, was the cost to our social network, to our social structures with social media worth it? And should we just outright ban Facebook and Instagram and These are discussions that are happening right now because there was a heavy cost for social media. This is going to be an extension of that, right? With search technology, there wasn't such a heavy cost, right? Search, I mean, in my opinion, search has been almost nothing but a blessing, now, Google owning all of search has not been, but the technology itself has been a very, very much net positive for humanity. Now, social media, which is another way we implemented AI, you know, how do you think they figure out what news fee to serve you in your feed, right? That's an artificial intelligence. Oh my God. Anytime I, I talk about something and I go on my Instagram, the next thing I see is ads about that same shit. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's a question of, you know, is this going to be a net positive or a net negative? And I think in many, many, many ways it can be a net positive, but also in many ways I can see that it has the potential for disaster. And we're going to have to figure out how to mitigate that as a society and you know, hopefully we don't, you know, as an individual person, you know, I've gained the ability to create things I never thought I'd create. I've gained the ability to express myself and I really don't want that taken away. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you did that. You created that. <laughs> right. I've been, I've gained the ability to bring joy in people 
into people's lives in ways that I never would have imagined I'd be able to. I don't want to lose that, but, you know, will it turn out that this type of technology will end up being a net negative? I don't know. But it's here. And does it, does it scare you a little? Everything scares me. I mean, um, I am scared because I'm a person who's used to human. But you're a person who grew up and wanting robots and being comfortable with robots. Uh, so, so, so I'm, I'm the... expecting you to be more excited about it. But if you're scared <laughs> about it, that means I need to be extra scared about it. I I am not scared of the robots. I am scared of the humans behind the robots. Yeah, because um um cause let me um I'm not sure if did you ever watch uh Smallville? <laughs> I did not. I've heard great things about it though. Yeah, so Smallville um was this episode kind of like Superman, I think. It, it was Superman like as he was growing up, yeah. somehow Lex Luthor grew up in his yeah. same small town. Yeah, and then Lex turned out <laughs> He, he was very empathetic. He was a human. He started with the helping, but then the more he got into the science, the more he learned how much can come of it, how much he can control. He became very greedy and turned into evil. <laughs> so when I think of wow. all that and I'm like, humans having this much power, because it's so easy to start with the right intentions in any job, just like how of the blue collared cops you know they 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 go into that job thinking they want to help people and then it gets stressful and draining then they end up assisting the drug dealers and helping them and becoming bad cops i i don't believe that anybody grows up to become like i want to be a bad cop you know most people decide that they want to be you know and then life takes you in a different direction so with yeah. the cops and with let's look at you're like, oh my god, giving humans this much power where they can literally that is scary. And and with metaverse as well, because <laughs> imagine can can AI be used in metaverse? I'm not even sure because I don't even know how metaverse works, but oh. Well, AI is going to build the metaverse. Oh, fuck my the, life. The metaverse is not going to be possible without AI. I mean, I thought people are already doing metaverse with those Google. You buy oh, those sheets and, and you live in there and you. Well, let, let's, let's put it this way. Did you ever use Friendster back in the day? Hell no. The only thing I used Hell back no. in the days right? was. SoundCloud and High Five, if anybody knows what High Five was. <laughs> so Friendster was, I think, either one of the first or the first like real social network. Um, and before that, it was forums, right? Chat rooms, right? Oh, yeah. MSN, the metaverse right yeah, now. Messenger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right now, in my opinion, 
the metaverse is in the same stage as forums and chat rooms. So you feel like AI is going to come and and build the like take over so, the metaverse, kind of. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, Great. and that, that that scares me more. I feel like I'm gonna have nightmares today after this 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 conversation. So thank you, Stefan. Thank you well, for I'm, bringing me am, nightmares this night. I I am always willing to inject you know, infinite and possibility you, and existential dread into every conversation. And you are, and you have to pick a night <laughs> time. You, you were supposed to have this conversation early in the morning. That way I have the entire day to process it before I go to bed. Literally right now, as soon as I finish, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to so, sleep right now. Cause I feel like the world, the evilness of the world is coming. I can see less Luther's face. <laughs> Hey, shit talkers, are you ready to finally finish the book you started two years ago? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That one, the one that is still sitting in a Word document on your computer just like mine. (laughs) Well, no more. None of that. Let me tell you, shit talkers, no one is going to get the job done more quickly like my girl, Eliquity. I'm finally, oh my God, getting my book done because of her. She's working with me to write my book and she can do the same with you. She can help you finally finish the book you started. Get your book finished before the end of the year. Publish the baby and add Arthur to your bio when you hire my girl Eliquity as your ghostwriter. Go to our website www.writeforyou.me and click on a discovery call button to grab a time on our calendar today. Yes, that is www.writeforyou.me. What are you waiting for? Let's get this author title added up to our bios. Do it now. Thank me later. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Um, All right. So one question so before on. one question before oh. we end this. Uh, what would you say? What's the most um, critical thing to watch out in regards to AI? Mm. So it depends who you are, in my opinion. Um, like I, it's hard for me to give like super straight answers. Um, I've noticed. So, so what I would say is the most critical thing to look out for is something that seems general, but also seems to have a lot of different applications. So chat GPT is an example of that. Its predecessor GPT three was absolutely revolutionary. And anything that someone claims that is going to take your job or take somebody's job, you should learn that. You should learn how to use that because that's not going to take your job. That will be your job. True. Cause if you can't, if you can't, um, what, what's the statement? If you can't ask something, 
oh my god oh my god how is this not them if you can't beat it join them something like that yeah like short of a revolution you will not beat them you have to join them <laughs> uh, by the way Stefan, i've been staring at your eyes are your eyes blue yes they the are did I hazel that? blue and flecks of green how did I, I think because the portraits you were like next to me or like anytime we but I've not noticed them but right now because I kept on having to stare at you in the screen I'm like you have amazing eyes oh my god <laughs> you see I like making people Thank uncomfortable you. how uncomfortable am I making you about your eyes right now look at those eyes um oh my god not really because <laughs> lots of people have told me this Because you already threatened to take me to HR because of sex, sexual assault. So <laughs> sexual harassment, not assault. Yeah. Let me make it clear. And hey, you you threatened to hike Kilimanjaro with me, so we're... I know. I can take you all the way up to the mountain and then kill you. I can say, you know, it was too cold for him. He didn't know how to hike. He thought this was America. And then take your eyes, you know, peel off your eyes. And then take them to my doctor. <laughs> Can you put these eyes on me? Okay, no, that's that's extreme. Oh my god, I'm literally gonna have Wait, nightmares is, tonight. Where is this going? <laughs> I'm literally having nightmares tonight. But anyways, uh. thank you so much, Stephen, for coming in and spending almost literally two hours because we're five minutes to our two hours hanging out with me. I had so much fun. I laughed. I learned, and um. Person is such an introvert. Maybe behind the screen, you're very talkative. <laughs> you always hey. catch him behind the screen. Because when I was with him, I kept on having to nag him. Hey, hey, what's up? Talk to me. <laughs> But he's very good at what he does. So if you need to know anything about artificial intelligence, if you need uh, anything, platform, hit him up because. In a few seconds, he was able to do amazing shit with me. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, by the way, one last thing. Why the fuck is AI um, biased on black people? Because we did talk about that briefly, but we haven't yes. talked about that in here. So we can end yes. our conversation so, with that. One of the most dangerous things in artificial intelligence is bias being black not, no it is the data set not representing reality so when uh let for example um tesla you know they're most oh, of yeah, owners it, are rich it, white people you have to bring in, elon musk into this okay go ahead <laughs> So, um, oh, it, it gets good. And by good, I mean bad. Uh, so most of their data set is their drivers driving around the city streets and doing the things that they do. Well, most of that comes from rich white people in the U.S., in Europe, in Asia, in wherever. You know what's not a lot in that data set? Poor people. You know who aren't in those rich white neighborhoods? 
black people, people, Latin people. So it will hit a black person at 10 times the rate of a white person because it won't recognize that the black person is a person. Oh, damn. That was hurtful. Reality is hurtful. (laughs) Well, that is the danger of bias in artificial intelligence. And it's a different type of bias than we talk about in human bias. But it also kind of comes from the same source. You know, some of the most biased people that I've ever known usually come from small towns or very, you know, they're very wrapped up in their own little world. And sometimes it's by choice, sometimes it's not. But when you don't have a breadth of information that properly represents life, properly represents the world, then you're going to draw conclusions that are not representative of reality. So if you have someone who, you know, their parents had a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollar net worth, and now they're a Senator. Well, that person is not going to have had the experience of attempting to live on 20 grand a year. And therefore they're not going to give a, they're not going to be able to even imagine or make those decisions around that. And it creates all of this strife and all this difficulty within our society. Well, what an artificial intelligence is, is it is a way to make decisions fundamentally, right? It is the, is an artificial way to create a framework for decision-making whether it's deciding, well, that looks like a person or that doesn't, or it's deciding, you know, the next word after uh, Tanzania should be is, and then a, and then popular. Right. And all of these are just making decisions, even the AI art, right. It's just deciding where to put pixels and where to change pixels. These are just decision frameworks. And if you don't have the right data, you're not going to be able to make that decision in an accurate way. But the danger with artificial intelligence is AI doesn't say, I don't know. It, it really doesn't. Because even when I send something, it tells score. me like, information do this 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 like it literally talks back to you but it never says i don't know yeah like so ai is not going to say i don't know so there's ways that it can say "Eh, maybe but the problem with it is that if it's wrong it won't know either if you want a perfect example of this, ask it to ask ChatGPT to do math. <laughs> Seriously. Right? You ask it to do math, it is going to fail. The more complicated the math, the worse it's going to get. And even though it knows seemingly everything, well, it's not able to tell what is fact and what's fiction. 
So it's not going to be able to tell that someone going, oh, two plus two equals 24. Or two plus two equals 22 is a joke. When it should really be two plus two equals four. It doesn't know the difference because it doesn't uh, know anything. So is there uh, an actual way to get behind the biasness or we just got to keep waiting until it keeps improving? So the way to get around the bias, well, the way to eliminate bias is on the data set, right? It's not, it, it's going to be on the people creating these algorithms in creating these AIs. So they have to improve the system. Yes. Yeah, because there were some and pictures they, you were showing. Not just me the that. system, but the information that they have available to them. Gotcha. Because that day when, um, sorry, Mike and Joe, while you guys were presenting, we were also kind of doing our own project, but we were listening, I promise. We, we paid attention. But I remember you... You showed me an example, and some of the pictures I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then some of the pictures were like, yeah. And literally, there's one picture which literally came out as my best friend. Shout out to Rachel. Like, I, I even was like, this looks more like Rachel than me. I even sent it to her, and I was like, <laughs> she was like what the fuck is this? Um, but so it's incredible, and I can't wait to see on the images that you create for us. For well, for technically for me, not for us. When I be when when I put up this, because I would want to see how that turns out. Did we ever take a picture together at Podfest? Like just me Probably. and you? I have no idea. I know. I have to go look for it. And the fact that I hanged out with him and I even said bye to him, I'm not sure if we actually took a selfie together or if it was a good. <laughs> and sometimes that's how okay, it happens. Well, you hang out with people, for, especially the people you're constantly hanging out with, you forget to take a picture with, but the people you run across, and you're like, oh, hey, let's take a quick selfie, and those are the quick uh, to take pictures with. Well, <laughs> we, we, might, we might have to take an AI selfie. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, cool. We can do that. I feel like that's what <laughs> we need to do. That's the perfect one for this episode, whether we have a picture together or not. Um, but Stefan, um, it was incredible having you. I learned a lot. I laughed a lot. Please let the people know where they can find you, what you do. This is your space right now, your chance to sell yourself in the good way, not the bad way. Um, so my name is Stephen Hanilica. Um, and you can find me at stephenhanilica.com. Um, right now it's uh, where you can find my course, which is create one month of content in one day. I talk about very efficient ways to create content. Um, I also have been heavily invested in artificial intelligence, um, for the last four years and learning all that I can about it and learning how to use it and bring it into my business. And I've consulted on other people's businesses on how to use AI, how to use automation. Um, and that's kind of my primary bread and butter is content, AI, and automation. Um, so if you guys have anything that you are interested in in that, feel free to reach out with to me or connect with me. 
Um, I am also an artist that goes by the name artificially creative uh, because I'm not actually creative. I'm just artificially creative. And I, I didn't do creative things. I didn't think I was a creative person. The last creative thing I did before picking up an AI um, about two and a half, three years ago was uh, I wrote a poem and I posted it online and trolls ripped it to shreds. And I didn't realize that you shouldn't listen to people on the internet. Yep. Um, and that stuck with me. And I just didn't do anything. I didn't paint. I didn't write. I didn't anything. You literally um, listened to them and stepped down. That's so I was sad. like, well, I'm going to stick to my spreadsheets because I was a weird 11-year-old who likes <laughs> spreadsheets as well. Um, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, using artificial intelligence, I was able to figure out ways to express myself. Um, and it's been absolutely incredible. And uh, so you can go and follow me on Instagram or Twitter as Artificial Creative. It's like these little like low poly planets is what I would describe it as. Um, I need to follow you on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm sure Paula will get all of our, uh, all my links together for y'all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the AI guy. <laughs> uh, I also tend to be, you know, a lot more than. Yeah, I'm really fucking this up, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already know you are not, so they're uh, kind of probably expecting this from you. So, well, I you need to be a perfect. Nobody's talked anything about being perfectionist or perfect. Yeah, but like marketing clears call to calls to action. Come on, we gotta do this. I know, I know. Especially since you are trying to be in as many podcasts, you kind of need to get that in, in lock. Good thing you talk shit to P where nobody really gives a fuck. But there, there so this go. is your trial. This yeah. is your trial, base. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try again. How's this? Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Stephen, the AI guy. Uh, if you have any confusions or questions or needs around using artificial intelligence um, or focusing on automation and content um, uh, or just focusing on automation within your business, please reach out to me. Um, uh, Paula will make sure that my website's linked in the con. Uh, fuck, you're going to make me laugh. Come on. <laughs> Oh man. Chat two, Look, go. This has been <laughs> Well this, this has been absolutely great. It's been I've a lot had, of fun. I've had a great time. You have you have actually made me miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Stephen. Oh, I'll put, I I will make sure people know where to find you. I might actually have to check out your course and more probably apply because you say one month content in one day that, that's like a life change again because trying to get content for social media is oh 
Well, it's so it's basically like the standard operating procedures that I use within my business. All right, I'm gonna right. Um, I'm gonna go on your website so, and check that out. But that's that, that's a life changer for any 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 person who actually promotes by themselves. Because when you have a social media marketing, that's different. But when you're doing shit yourself, ha, that shit is exhausting. Oh, bro. Yeah. It like I I will not take on a like when I take on social media clients, you know, it used to be that you'd have to have like five or six people of varying skill sets. Um, and then you'd be able to get like, you know, maybe three clients, four clients that they'd be able to serve. Um, now we can do like three people, one of which working part-time and get like eight clients out of that. Are you taking a picture of me? I gotta go on the social. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah. So like one one thing that I'll leave you with, especially on like the content marketing stuff is, you know, when you apply automation or if you apply AI to inefficient systems, you will maximize the inefficiency. Mm. When you apply AI and automation to efficient systems, you will maximize its efficiency. So one of the core things that you need is you have to have efficient processes because once you have efficient processes, then you can start doing things in bulk. You can start using various tools, various automations to make that function better, make it faster. So, um, and then you can also use artificial intelligence. If you start thinking of artificial intelligence, like in a business sense, you're thinking about it as a, you know, uh, an architecture for decisions. And everything from, you know, deciding what comes next to, you know, what do we need to write about or what should the headline be? Right. So using artificial intelligence can dramatically accelerate, but if you are making the wrong decisions an AI will not fix that. If you are focused on the wrong things an AI will not fix that. If you are doing way more work than is necessary, an AI can help you get the work done, but you're still going to be doing the work. That's <laughs> wow. Um, to be honest, at this point, I'm not looking forward to what next year has to offer. <laughs> I here here's an AI that you're gonna like, Paula. Oh, what so is that? For you, <laughs> lie to me, Cap, lie to me. <laughs> so, Capshow is one where they use a bunch of systems. It's amazing. 
Um, headliner is a second one. Head, wait, headliner, because I was using headliner, but um, where I met headliner last last time when I went to Portfest, not this year, because I didn't see them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, and uh, I've been using them, but they do it in audiograph instead of video. They used to do that, and they would make it for me automatically. But then... Now podcasters don't want to use audiogram because it doesn't bring any effect because everything right now is video, video, video. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So how I used Headliner was as a decision engine, right? Because one of the most time-consuming pieces of, you know, creating videograms is figuring out the encode and the outcode. Well, if you ask Headliner to generate something automatically from your podcast, what it's going to do is it's going to give you 10 clips. It only gave me one clip. It will pick one. So it's going to give you one clip. But every time you click through, it will give you a new clip. Ah, so. And you will have the encode and the outcode. And actually, I think. It'll give you three clips, like a choice of three clips every time. Um, But you can't say deliver it, like render it automatically. You say, let me decide. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get the in and out clips. And then that's going to focus you in on exactly where you need to go on your video, go on your video. And then you'll be able to very easily turn those into instead of listening through it gotcha thank you for that tip yeah because yeah. i used to use um i i used deadliner in my entire last episode i would use them and i've saved them i would never post them because it's audiogram but i would get the idea of oh i listen to that part and be like okay so yeah now there is um there is a possibility that you might be able to take or like cut the uh transcript into like 8000 word chunks. And if you cut it into 8000 word chunks, then you should be able to copy and paste it into OpenAI ChatGPT. Mhm. And then you can ask ChatGPT what words, like what words you should use. For SEO. Be like, hey, give me, you know, the best 10 or like the top five quotes from this passage or the best three quotes from this passage. And then it's going to quote me. It's going to pull quotes from the passage from the 8,000 words that you gave And it. you use them as another post on your... And then you go into Descript. <coughs> if you haven't used Descript, use Descript. Um, what they do is they do transcript-based video editing. So you edit, like if you delete a word, it deletes the word. Like it deletes the video where you say the word. So... Uh, it also takes care of ums, ahs, 
Yeah, I've uh-huh. heard about it. Most people use yeah. it. Um, I kind of, um, cause I want my episode when people are listening to feel like it's real people. So I tend not to edit in tense. There was a time even somebody was like, I was coughing a lot. Can you eat? I'm like, no, you literally said in the beginning you were sick and everything. Let people actually feel because you can't tell people you're sick, but you didn't even cough once. Yes, I would delete the extreme, but I like to leave that. Even when yeah. I miss, even when I'm saying, oh my God, oh my God, what's that word? And then I even say it the wrong way and then I correct myself. I want to leave it there because I want people to feel like, because that's normal. We do that. It's, I don't want my, 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 podcast to be like a perfectionist because i'm not perfectionist i want them when they listen to me and they meet me and talk to me they feel like the same because that's how i talk i make mistakes you, i spell words wrong i mispronounce words and mm-hmm. so <laughs> you you should next time you have somebody complain just let them know you're on a podcast called talking shit with p exactly but yeah, so I tend not to over edit because oh, I try not yeah. to. Um, well, so that because I'm here, like, here's the thing. I, I haven't done this yet. Um, it's something I've been meaning to get around to. But if you do the copy and paste thing into ChatGPT, ask it for quotes. You do it multiple times. And then you bring, you take those quotes and you search for them in Descript, you can just highlight from Descript and then like right click and say, clip to new composition. And I wanna say they have a templating feature now. There was a workaround that I used um, or that we use, but you know, you should be able to then apply your videogram templates to it and have that video mm. and then just export it. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's been great talking shit with you. My pleasure, darling. You have a good night and talk soon. Thank you, Ship Talkers, for tuning in and spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate you. To connect with us more, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and catch all the Ship Talking vibes before anybody else. You can subscribe to our newsletter through our website, www.talkshitwp.com and or our merchandise website, www.talkshitwp.shop. And while you're there, feel free to shop away. <laughs> Talkshit with P is available on all social media platforms with the handle Talkshit with P. Follow us and engage with us. Better yet, if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and or rate us on Spotify. You can also share a beer with me where my beer lovers at. I mean, what better way to support the movement than sharing a beer with me by buying me a beer at buymecoffee.com. Thank you for listening, sharing, engaging, and support in any way that you do. Remember, new episodes are out every Wednesday and for part two, if any, on Fridays. Let's talk and all listen to some shit. Happy shit talking.